It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome to the Courtney Turner Podcast. I'm here today with Donna Brandenburg. She is running for governor. She is a super impressive woman, entrepreneur, several businesses, homeschool six kids. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're here at the Lindell event. What have you been thinking of it so far today? There's a lot of amazing people here. And what it really, what I'm going to take away from this is an incredible contact list of people who are inspiring and mm -hmm. really want to get involved to save this nation. They're not sitting at home waiting for things to happen. Okay. They're actually coming out and giving it their best shot. You know, you don't have to be perfect. You right. just got to get involved. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I would agree with you. I think, you know, a I see, and particularly from my generation, generation younger than me, a lot of people are so black-pilled, but, you know, they, they realize the system's really corrupt, they don't feel like their vote counts, and a lot of people just want to opt out. So, I, while I personally really sympathize with the sentiment, <laughs> I, I don't think the answer to corruption is to just, you know, surrender uh, and turn a blind eye and decide, I think you should definitely build parallel systems, and but still, you have to, you have to work within the system and fight it. So when it's great to get, see people here. Yeah, when things get tough, that's not when you go hide in a corner. Right. You get in and you just run right up the middle and uh, remove all threats. And so that right now is our election systems are so fraudulent. Mm -hmm. They're so riddled with fraud. So yeah. like, like I ran for the 2022 election mm -hmm. as governor of Michigan and decided I will never concede to liars, cheats, and thieves. So I just continue to fight. I filed a bunch of lawsuits. They keep getting dismissed. And, uh, it was proven that my rights were violated, you know, in, in a, a, a one really strong case. Okay. And so, but they refused to act on that. And when they violate the rights of one of us, yeah. they violate the rights of all of us. Of course. The biggest problem with our elections is that most of the problems that we see in our society would go away if we had the right people in office, if we had mm -hmm. people that had a servant's mind right. and that took their oath of office seriously, their, their, um, you know, their ability to uphold the constitution, mm -hmm. which is the rights of all people, mm -hmm. not just the people sitting in the seats. <laughs> right, you right. Know? So I would argue that I absolutely agree with that, but I would also argue that it would really help if the people, I mean, it's supposed to be self-governance, right? So yeah. if the people were to hold their service, uh, position the people who are in service to them accountable for their actions and accountable for the platforms in which they claim that they were 
running on, right? Right. Well, in Michigan, we've got so much corruption there, it's incredible. So, and everybody wants to point to Whitmer, Benz, uh, Benson, and Nestle. Sure. The problem is, yes, they've done nothing right, okay? They're <laughs> nothing. They've got nothing right. This is a, it's a Marxist invasion of our state, and it's, yeah. a, it's truly, it's a coup of our United States of America. That's exactly what it is. But the bigger problem is the legislature. Yeah. So the legislature is, is responsible for making the laws and also holding the, the elections, um, making sure that the elections are certified properly and things were done right and they didn't. They yeah. abdicated their responsibility, threw it at the board of canvassers, let it just, pay, they just passed the buck. And so mm-hmm. the problem is, is we need to be holding all of our elected officials responsible and not just blame the boogeyman that are out there. The, uh, yep. the the clerks are another big problem. We have a yeah. lot of clerks that did the wrong thing. Um, the the board of elections told our clerks to destroy evidence. Oh wow! And there's a, there's a few of them that did the right thing, but yeah. a lot of them just went you know is just go along to get along, and that's right. what they did. And that's the problems that we're having. No one should ever go along to get along. We're responsible first and foremost on as an individual before God to always do the right thing instead of just just going along with like a bunch of lemmings. So. <laughs> yeah. Or being, you know, allowing them to be themselves to be compromised. Right, right. I think there's a lot of levers of power. So sometimes it's a convenience, but it seems like there there's levers of power in place. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, so you're running, you ran... I, did, I don't know if I got this correct. I, I ran in 2022. As, as like and the I, taxpayer party? Or? Well, I got kicked out okay. of the Republican party. Okay. So I was kicked off the ballot because you can't have somebody in there that's a truth teller. And who of acts, of course. <laughs> and uh, also as a, somebody who's a CEO and runs companies, okay. I see the government needs to be run like a business. It's a, It should be a business that is a service business okay. to we the people. What it's devolved into is a money grab for the politicians. And we're at a, we're at a 70% tax rate right now for everyone with Crazy. inflation. Every single person in the United States has lost 30% of their value. And if you look at the U.S. debt clock, every single person in the United States of America is in debt, $500,000. So, the, and this is, this is what happens when you let politicians, because they're not leaders, they're politicians, right. They're supposed to be in service, not leaders. Yeah. And, and they, and they just see it as a way to, to self-enrich instead of taking care of the people. They should have had their eyes on more of a humanitarian effort in order to, how do we, how do we take those uh, tax dollars and responsibly? What taxes are actually constitutional and allowable and legal? Not many of them. But then once you do take the taxes in, how do you serve the people the, you know, the best? Right. Yeah. And it's it. To me, when I think about our founders and the founding of this country, wasn't it something like a 2% tax that the revolution was fought for? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and now you're, you're talking about 70%. 70%. I, I mean, that's just mind boggling. Yeah. And that it's okay with people that they just go along, talk about going along to get along, that yeah. people are perfectly fine with this. This is totally acceptable. 70%. That's like a communist country. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And, um, and the, the, the problem is, is they took civics out of school. They took yeah. civics out and life skills. So people really don't even know. They don't know history. They don't realize that 
history and the repeats. history they do know has been revised and and, uh, and changed and yep. so the victor's always write the history so you get half truths sort of truths and no truths most of the yeah. time but you can't Convenient see you know missions yeah yes. but you can see trends and patterns sure. and then decide and be able to make good decisions that things are not correctly managed sure so uh, now, what are you running? Are you running as a Republican? Or are you running it on this new party? Oh, I'm still, I'm still in it for 2022. Oh, yeah. And I will not, okay. I will not concede until we fix 2020 and 2022. And any person out there that refuses to put their feet down and say we're not moving until these elections that were fraudulently hand, um, held, fraudulently carried out, yeah, and and fraudulently covered up. Yeah. Are dealt with. You, you, it would be like saying, let's just say that somebody committed a murder. Yeah. And we looked at that and said, you know, well, there's some problems with it. There's some problems here and there, but we're just, we're just going to forget about it. Move on. That's okay. exactly what it was because we saw the murder of our, our elections country. and our, and our country. country in many ways. Yeah. And, and it was also, it was also the bigger problem. You know, people say President Trump, who is the rightful president of the United States, um, that his rights were taken away. But the bigger thing was our rights were taken yeah. away because they silenced our voices. When you mm -hmm. silence and you don't have a, a clean election, you've mm -hmm. taken away the voice of we the people to choose who we want to mm -hmm. run, to who we want to serve us in public office. Yeah, absolutely. I, you can't have self-governance if uh, the people don't have a say in how they're governed. Yeah, I think it's more of a, of a selection process because even the political parties are completely corrupt. They're oh, special, yeah. They're special. And the Republican Party is worse, in my opinion, than the Democrat Party. And I'll say that because the Democrat Party is full-on Marxist. Oh, yeah. And the Republican Party, though, has got a lot of people vote with it because it's a label. Mm -hmm. And they think that it's the same. But when you look at the infiltration, the infiltration in, is the same Marxists that are oh, yeah. inside the Democrat Party. So you, you can't vote for labels. You've got to dare to be American and, yes. and stand with we the people. I couldn't agree more. I'm so glad you said that because I, I really do see a uniparty. Oh, yeah. And I think that the Republican Party, I used to say they've become controlled opposition for the left. But I, I'm really of the opinion at this point that they were created to be controlled opposition for the left. They're working together. Yeah, they're you totally. Know. And Washington warned us about that, right? Right. Well, you can see what they do. You know, so like, let's just say a Democrat, right? You know, writes a writes a uh, bill up and says, "I'm going to put this bill through," yeah. and then he'll go to his Republicans and they'll say, "Okay, you shoot this one down, and then you write one, and I'll shoot that one down for you." So yep. it's an illusion that they're actually even having a fight because. They just are protecting their own interest. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that's absolutely what I see. And unfortunately, I, I feel like now, because we have these, you know, it's not just the uniparty from within. I think there is really external infiltration. Absolutely. And they're colluding with people who are enemies of the United States of America. Absolutely. Well, you look and we've got 1.8 million election workers' um, uh, personal information on servers in China. And that came out during the whole Connick um, problem that we have there. And then in Michigan right now, we've got a real big, big uh, fraud situation happening there okay. with with gathering and registering voters. They were registering. If you take the do the data that came out of Muskegon, mm -hmm. we're talking about yeah. eight hundred thousand in Michigan. And Nestle knew it and covered it up. She's our attorney general. Right. She knew it. She got they got the FBI involved. Mm -hmm. The Fed surrection continues. You know, yep. we had Fed 
FedSurrection and J6. Now we've yeah. got FedSurrection in Michigan with this, with this, um, you know, ballot stuff. So, and, and they covered it up and they knew about it. I heard and they that Merrick Garland and uh, Bill Barr shut down the investigations. Yeah. Yep. And that's what I heard. So yeah. this, this goes deep and wide. They've got their, they've got their little crime syndicate going in our government yeah. and they cover for each other. It's yeah. a, it's a crime syndicate. Yeah. And they, if you look at the, if you look at the, uh, at the mechanisms, just like a lot of the, well, the political parties function like a cult. Mm-hmm. And so people, people get in it. They want favor from people that are up the ladder a little bit. Sure. And so there's some real big issues here. And if you dissect it, if you really dissect it instead of just taking things at face value, do your own research. You'll mm-hmm. figure it out exactly. You know, and I know you do, but, but <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm just saying that, you know, yeah. that you do your own research and you Absolutely. figure it out. Mm-hmm. I've heard that there is a, a, a strong, uh, like a globalist stronghold in Michigan that they're using, uh, like a lot of the World Economic Forum, they, they have yes. some ties there. Yeah, Can well, you Whit- speak to that? Yeah. yeah, well, Whitmer, um, okay, so, so there's many, many people that are involved with George Soros. So, you mm-hmm. know, you got the, the three stooges there in the World Economic Forum. And okay. of course, they made a deal to put the World Economic Forum headquarters in Michigan. Right. Wasn't that a great idea? That was a good, so we can all own nothing and be happy. Right, right. So, and then you've got that psychopath, Harari, who mm-hmm. says we can hack human beings. I don't think so. Right. I don't think so. You just, I don't think so either. Yeah, he yeah. needs to crawl back in some sort of a cave and, <laughs> and uh, well, he, he, sit I on feel his like... dragon treasure somewhere because that's what I... I see, I see him like as a dragon sitting at his treasure and evil scientist <laughs> stuff going no, on. Yeah. I, he, he contradicts himself a lot. He talks about how human beings are, you know, free will is a thing of the past. We have no consciousness, but they're going to upload the consciousness that we don't seem to have, but somehow they're going to upload the thing we don't have to this like Hiveborg mind that they're yeah. going to program. And then it'll be like a Skynet that they control everyone this from. This is insanity. It's, it's just total. It is. It's total insanity. Yeah. Yeah. So, but what can you say? You know, you get evil people sitting on top with evil intentions and yeah. things are going to turn out poorly. Sure. Sure. So they have the world that you were saying they have the World Economic uh, Forum headquarters in Michigan. Yeah. And they're, then they they're also trying have to put it there. Oh, they're trying to put yeah. it there. Okay. Yeah. That's it. They've agreed to put it there. And did, have they said, do, or do we have any speculation as to why they want to do it in Michigan? What are the... Well, I think that, that you can, you can look back right back to what the problems are in our, we've got a wonderful state. We've got an international court and they can hide things in Michigan really well because of the Great Lakes. So if you really want me to tell you what I think is underneath yeah. it all, this little crime syndicate is uh-huh. the child sex trafficking. And, and yeah. we're supposed to be, I've heard number three in the, in the United States because it's easy to move kids through our ports because we have so many of them. And so, and there's so many islands. So people think Epstein's Island was a one-off. It's not. This is so big. We're losing about 830 some thousand kids a year in the United States to, and this is just the ones that they kind of know about, to child trafficking. And a lot of it's through CPS. I know. So here we go. You know, you've got, you've got crazy, insane, demented politicians who have, who have done everything wrong yeah. and they refuse to protect the children. This is good. It's going to be a bad day when they have to, when they have to face God. I, 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 it does appear that way. 
Um, so not, not only child protective services, but child protective services seems to be involved. And I, I legal heard, kidnapping. Yeah. And I've heard, uh, stories from survivors that they're working with, I, I blank on the name. I really need to find it, but there's other, you know, the equivalent of child protective services, but in other countries. So they work through and it's a, you know, it's a international it's a net, it network. Yeah. yeah. Which is just, it's, I mean, it's unfathomable. They get paid. So the kickbacks that happen within our nation are amazing. Like, like they get a kickback for, for kids. So let's just say they may get somewhere between 300000 and a million dollars per child that they take. So there's big kickbacks. It's the same thing that's wrong with our judicial system. So the judicial system has, has enormous kickbacks to it. So like when you look at how the prosecutors bring things forward. A lot of the prosecutors and judges are beholden to George Soros. They were placed. He put a lot of money into these races to put their judges in, which has been one of the biggest problems, the judges, the prosecutors, and the attorneys. So what's happening is that they're getting a 98% money judgment on a lot, on most of the cases. And the reason why they do that is because they get a kickback into the retirement fund. They get a percentage of that, which goes into the retirement fund for the judges, the prosecutors, et cetera. Wow. So there's, there's Can all names of that. Yeah. That being what funded your retirement. Yeah. How do you live with yourself? They, I, I don't think they care because they're not serving we the people. They're they're looking at but until until people become right with God and decide to do everything right on every single turn mm-hmm. instead of how much money do I have? What do I have? All this material stuff right. mart mentality that people have. Right. We have to get rid of it and say our treasure is in each other. And yeah. what have we done to help you? What have we done to to serve the kingdom of God here on earth? Mm-hmm. What do we do every single day to make the world a better place? It yeah. comes if if every single person did that, we would have no trouble. And you know, it's if if we all did the right thing every single day, we wouldn't need these these corrupt this corrupt bar association that's going on. You wouldn't need the corrupt judges or the corrupt prosecutors. Right. So the problem is we, we want to point out there, but the problem starts here. Right. And we have to have that written on our heart to do the right thing every single day and, you know, go to God to help them clean ourselves up first. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I agree. We definitely need to look inward. And I think that's part of why, you know, people are very upset with how, much, uh, you know, the tyrannical movements that have happened and they, but a lot of it is our own fault because we've abdicated so much personal responsibility. Absolutely. And that's why they're able to usurp so much power. Yeah, can right. you imagine though, if, if everybody had, I mean, if you go to the core of the problem, if, if everybody was right with God and mm-hmm. served each other before right. ourselves. Right. So there's, there's a great story that I heard and okay. I thought this was great. So difference between heaven and hell, right? Okay. So somebody went and saw, saw hell and everybody had four foot forks and they were starving to death because they couldn't feed themselves with these four foot forks. Uh-huh. And they went to the next room and everybody had four foot forks and they used their forks to feed each other. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. That, that kind of sums it all up. That really, really does. Yeah. Everything we're given is to share and to help each other. That's it. Right. We're not giving it to us to hoard. And the more you give away, the more get God entrusts you with. Right. That's beautiful. Because he knows you're going to take, you're, he knows you're going to do the right thing. Right. Yeah. So you've shown that you can be a steward. Yeah. yeah. 
Absolutely. So what are your thoughts on what people can do to take back some personal responsibility to, I, we were talking before, you're a homesteader, you've homeschooled your children. Yeah, I raised chickens. I'm up to 130 chickens right now. I watched everything melt because I do believe we're going to have, you know, as a person who is a CEO and, and I'm, you know, I'm kind of a a research nerd. Yeah. I like to research things like a lot. I I do too. I understand that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what, what, what's a better night? The greatest night you can have. It's not going out. It's to sit there and research something and dig down into, into truth. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, I, you know, looking at things, the, the, the economy is going to crash and it's going to be worse than anything we've ever seen. BlackRock just pulled all of its, um, it's, it's divesting itself of America, which is a good thing because they're evil. And they really should have had antitrust suits filed against them. Our, our, break them up. They're a monopoly. We, it, absolutely. And, so and now all, they've become like a, a worldwide concernium. Yes. Yeah. And so, but they, we could have done something by, by launching antitrust suits if our, if our people in office would have done their jobs and they mm-hmm. didn't. And neither, nobody was doing their jobs. So we, they let it get away and we were not holding them accountable for it. So there's going to be a crash. So I think it's really important right now to realize that it's a good time probably to be prepared. You know, you remember the toilet paper fiasco. I do. Yeah. Yeah. So right now I'm adding to my chicken flock. So I'm up to 130 chickens. Wow. I just give the eggs away, you know? Yeah. Oh, so wow. We just nice. give, give them away, but I wanted something in case, I, I wanted something so in case things really got tough, mm-hmm. I could at least feed our family and friends. Yeah. And I've got a bunch of incubators, so I can always incubate more chicks out too. So, wow. so I, I want to have, I want to have something sustainable. Right. So when I was younger, I homeschooled and I home birthed my kids. So I'm mm-hmm. kind of like, I'm that person. I forged for food. Uh-huh. I grew up in a farm. I was very, very oh, poor, wow. poor kid. Okay. So I had a worm business when I was in high school. So I really, a what business? A worm business. I thought you said worm business. Yeah. I was like, did I hear that right? Yeah. Well, I have horses. I'm a farm girl. Okay. And <laughs> okay. So, so I, I had a, a couple horses and I realized if I dug in the manure pile and I'd go in there with a fork and turn it over, you're going to do it anyway to put it on the garden, that it would be full of worms. Right. So I'd start throwing worms in and I was selling them to a bait shop. Right. <laughs> and so. So, you know, there's everybody talks about what right white privilege. It's like, I'll talk to you about this because I didn't see it, right? <laughs> I was digging worms out of a manure pile. But uh, anyhow, there's all of these things that we can do for sustainability. Sure. So, like, I've, I have a farming background. Mm-hmm. I know how to grow things in a garden. I know how to preserve food. Right. And I think everybody needs to know these things. Even foraging for food is right. a good idea. Most of the things that we consider weeds mm-hmm. were actually brought over as agricultural crops. Aye. So purslane is everywhere and it tastes like corn on the cob. They're little, little tiny leaves and you okay. can look them up if you want to. Don't, okay, yeah. don't take my word for it. Okay. <laughs> but it's ever, it's higher in vitamins and spinach. So, uh-huh. and it's just a weed. People pull it, throw it out all the time uh-huh. and you can make wonderful, wonderful salads out of it. Okay. And and so that's good. Lamb's quarter is another one that's really good. Okay. So having that knowledge yeah. of what do you do for water? Yeah. What do you do? What do you do? And so I think it's a good idea for everybody to have to have a little bit of a of canned goods on hand. Sure. Have those things that you need. If you if it melted down and we had a crash and you couldn't go to the store like the toilet paper. Right. What would you need for about a, a couple of weeks or a month? Right. And go maybe longer. 
Yeah. And then have, have your have yourself prepared so that you're not dependent on anyone. It's right. Important. No, that's so important. What do you see for you? You do think that there's going to be some sort of a crash? There is going to be a crash. And what do you think that's going to look like? And what are your thoughts on like the CBDCs that they want to push? And I've got some real questions about mm-hmm. everything. And I've yeah. said from the beginning, if we do not have an absolute tradable. Uh-huh. We're going to be in trouble because somebody's always going to control that or the yeah. electricity to get that right. with digital currency. I've got a real, a real skepticism on sure. something that started out with Bitcoin that was meant for something really good to diversify things sure. has really kind of been co-opted and compromised. So yeah. I've, I, there, there's a lot of questions I have in, yeah. in all of that, but I, I think we're going to see a very severe crash. The dollar has been, the petrodollar um, has, has just pretty much died globally. Everybody's yeah. shutting it down. We don't have that anymore. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you can you can see the writing on the walls. Our, our currency is a fiat currency right now. Yeah. The Fed was a bad idea. You know? uh, yeah. That's always been a bad idea. I mean, it's a criminal conspiratorial en- enterprise, literally. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it's not it's not an, an American institution. It's no, a globalist. It's not federal and there are no reserves. <laughs> yeah, that, that's exactly it. Yeah. So I, I really think that you should get to know your neighbors yeah. and find out what each of you has some knowledge in. Mm-hmm. So, you know, get together find out maybe this guy has got, you know, this guy's got an axe for firewood. You know, this yeah. guy's got a few chickens, you know. Right, right. So you think that this is funny. Michigan is the first place in the whole world that has a trans neutral, whatever, a gender neutral term in his guys. Because I don't, I don't believe in this transgender nonsense right, or yeah. any of it, but, but the term is guys. Everybody's guys. So I've got a guys. guy that, yeah, a guy means a girl or a guy. Oh, okay. It's, it's a Michigan term. Okay. It's a Michigan term. You're a guy. So it's like, I got this guy that does this, or I know this oh, guy. Oh, that's funny. That. <laughs> no, that's funny. So I listen to the woke people, and I'm like, you guys are way behind. Michigan's been doing this for <laughs> hundreds of years. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. But but they didn't mean it that way. No, they it didn't mean like, it that yeah. way. No. What are your thoughts on, like, a... Um, Vivek Verswamy, he's doing this drive thing where it uh, takes out of BlackRock, right? I I think I think Vivek uh, has got some. I was uh, I was at an event with uh-huh. him about six weeks ago. Okay, and so I was sitting like three feet away from him. Okay, yeah. So he's a he's a very nice person. Mm-hmm. I I have some real questions about everyone. Sure, and so I never ever really in, endorse or say what they do because I'm looking for the holes in what they're saying sure, and so that we can make a good decision. Right. And I don't think we've had enough time for that. Right. I know, you know, he criticized President Trump um, ending our involvement with the TTP. Mm-hmm. And I have a problem with that because we needed to get out of it. President Trump, the rightful president of the United States, knew how tariffs worked. Mm-hmm. He knew how to, in fact, get us out of the clutches of the globalists. Mm-hmm. And he was brilliant at it. We had no conflicts. We had no wars. The day that Biden uh, stepped in place, he bombed Syria. Yeah. I, and, and the bombing and the fighting and the, the problems have continued ever since then. Right. And so you, you have to look at this. Is He is war. Biden is war. President Trump we had peace. We had low, low energy prices. He yeah. knew exactly what he was doing. So you can you can look at that and say that we already have a map. We had a map mm-hmm. with the founding fathers. 
We have a map with President Trump's economic uh, policies, all the executive orders he wrote. Mm -hmm. I'm obsessed with his executive orders. And so, yeah, it's, it's brilliant. Yeah, I, I think he did a lot of really great things. I'm not thrilled with everything. I would like him to take some accountability for the Operation Morph feed. Uh, that's a, my personal opinion. Yeah, but I liked his mean tweets because I thought he was funny. I, I thought the tweets thought, were hilarious. I they, that were, did not bother me. I have a lot, a, hu- a really huge sense of humor, so mm-hmm. I thought I just laughed yeah, at their hilarious. The tweets didn't bother me. I agree. I thought they were funny. I, I actually think he's funny. I think he's I think a great he's hilarious. Yeah. yeah, his speeches are really funny. But there are things like that. There, there's some other things too that I mean, nobody's perfect. But the Operation Warp Speed, I, he's still bragging about it, and that I do have some misgivings about. For me, like I think at this point. We've seen the outcome. It's 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 pretty hard to say to plead ignorance when you see what's going on. I think he's trying to get people to think now, though, too, because mm-hmm. every endorsement he made in Michigan was bad. Yeah, there there wasn't a there wasn't a good endorsement in the state of Michigan, and yeah. I think he's so strategic. He's playing 4D chess all the time mm-hmm. that it, he's trying. You can't give a country back to the people by being a nanny of the people. Right. You've got to give them the ability to make choices and make mistakes and get things right. Yeah. Well, when you look at the very poor caliber of candidate that he endorsed in Michigan, everybody was like, what's he doing? That was a brilliant move because when people uh-huh. started, instead of following these endorsements, mm-hmm. which I'm not saying President Trump did this, but okay. many people pay for endorsements. Sure. They're not... So they're paying for favor and right. or and and that perceived favor. Right. That's wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. No, I would agree with that. Absolutely. I don't think he did that, but I do oh. think he's 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 oh. like a good dad. He's teaching us how to think. Yeah. No, I, I I definitely a lot of people have made that that reference and I can definitely see that. My dad would have thrown me right out in the in the middle of something and said, Well, what you gonna do with this? You know, and I think that's, that's President, is President yeah. Trump, you know? Yeah, totally. He's not going to sit there and be like a nanny to us. He's going right. to say, eh, toughen up, go out there and figure that out a minute. I'll be over here if you need me. Right. So. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, so I don't, I, w- I was actually asking you, are you familiar with Strive? Um, the, the, pro- the program, it's a, it's like a hedge fund that, uh, I never say his name right, but Vivek has created, but one of the main premises behind it was to uh, take people out of not just BlackRock, but, you know, a lot of these companies that are uh, supporting anti-America or, you know, more globalist. Vivek is a really smart guy. Yeah. He is a super, super smart guy. Yeah. And so what he's doing is worth certainly absolutely looking into and investigating. But if the dollar completely implodes and we face like a... Right. So I guess that's kind of what I'm asking. That's my my thing is I don't think there's certain things that have been put in play Uh that you can't stop it. Nothing's going to stop what's coming because Mm -hmm. the, the groundwork has been laid for so long that that what would you advise people to do uh, economically to protect themselves i get asked that question all the time time. yeah Yeah. all the time and i don't give uh financial advice or anything like that however to say that i think it's a good idea to have some tangibles Mm -hmm. so when you when you uh anything that's tangible that maybe is not linked to the dollars probably a really good idea idea right now and so 
you know, whether you put it into uh, uh, precious metals mm-hmm. or, you know, you know, uh, I, this is going to sound crazy, but if a, if a person really wanted to put money into something, put it into toilet paper and tampons. I mean, you know. <laughs> With what I'm we gonna, saw over the past few years, yeah, that doesn't sound like a dumb I'm, I'm idea at all. Ta- yeah, I'm going to tell you what, I mean, those, it's like you want to put it into something that people need. need. Sure. And then be that solution. Right. When things be the solution. Yeah. Think about what is going to happen and what kind of solutions can you come up with? Have some seeds on hand mm-hmm. in case you need to plant something. Right. Learn how to do microgreens. They're very easy. I've taught how to do microgreens mm-hmm. and growing those at home. And you can have a crop of microgreens within about four to seven days. Wow. Or sprouting. Right. And, and they're so nutrient dense. And all you got to have is you just got to have a little water. So the one thing about that I will tell everybody Mm -hmm. is that you don't want to cheap out and buy the cheapest seeds because those are usually the smallest and the lousiest seeds. You want to get the biggest seeds because they'll have enough nutrition within the seed to grow the plant Mm -hmm. so you don't have to have a lot of fertilizer. Ah, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. It's like an egg. Okay. So like chickens... Chickens is a 21-day cycle for a chicken egg to hatch. Okay. They've got a smaller yolk. Now, we also have guineas, and and guineas have a bigger yolk. They're like a duck egg, and they've got a 28-day cycle to to hatch out. That's their hatching cycle. So God made it perfectly to give them, you know, the right size nutrient in that egg. Well, seeds are the same way. Interesting. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. So what are your thoughts on, you, you had referenced the... Marxist subversion, right? Uh, and I think a lot of that has come through the long march through the institutions, which certainly one of the institutions would be academia and money laundering indoctrination camps. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> so you homeschooled your children. Yeah. Uh, I what, spent way too much time in school. You spent way too much time. Is that yeah, what you said? Sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what are your thoughts on homeschooling, the school system, uh, Thoughts for, I think over the past, one of the silver linings, personally, I think over the past few years is that moms were seeing what was going on in the school. Yeah. And, you know, that woke a lot of people up and they then in some cases were forced to homeschool because their kids, the schools are shut down. And so they realized, but I think a lot of people find it really daunting and overwhelming. And it's really not. When you look at what schools are all about, they put, they, they spend about 60% of their time in classroom management. That's Mm -hmm. not educating. That's a babysitter. Yes. And you know, with all of the, the, you look at a curriculum, the, the, kids, we are robbing our children of an education because they're not giving them something. We should require them to whatever they teach. There's got to be a payback into that child's future to give them tools to live and good, go forth and be successful. When you have, when one of the first things they want to do is is make it so that people can't, in any society that's been infiltrated and taken over, you want to take out their ability to read and write because then you dumb down a population and it, it's really put them in a disadvantage. Sure. So they, they, the um, academic, academic um, level of our students is very, very poor. Sure. And so as an employer, I see it. You yeah. know, it, it's really, it's really too bad. They'll follow a list, but if there's a dumpster fire over here, they won't break from their list and they'll sit there and watch it burn as they're doing this. 
until somebody tells them what to do. So the critical thinking isn't there. Yeah. So if you go in, there's a lot of wonderful resources online right now. Yeah. But when I did it, my kids are mid-30s because I'm almost 60, right? <laughs> right. So it was very different. I was one of the first people who really homeschooled in, yeah. in our area. Wow. So I wrote a lot of the curriculum that I had. Oh, awesome. And uh, I believe in a, I believe that there's a lot of different approaches. And unschooling is not a bad approach. Me, and I like I like the whole of self directed learning. Yeah. I am too, it, because what I would do is is um, um, my oldest. He is very bright. He actually was done. Okay, so he was done with high school at ten. He tested out at ten years old, mm-hmm. being homeschooled. He started yeah. college at twelve, and awesome. I decided he's he. I'm not going to let him take classes by himself because I know that they were going to be <laughs> God hating Marxist teaching there because I'd been there. Right. So I went and took the classes with him, and we oh, studied. Wow. Uh, so I did a second run there, and we did engineering and industrial robo- robotics and computer programming. So wow! So if I can do something, that like is that, so cool. <laughs> anybody can do that. Yeah, and it's really you got to remember. You can integrate all subjects and think about what it takes to live. Take them to the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Look at the pricing. How they're breaking down the pricing per ounce. Yep. Have them do real things. Go pick strawberries. Mm-hmm. Make make a, a double batch of jam. Learn how the pectin works to preserve the, the strawberries in your jam. Yeah. You know how to, uh, you know, sterilize your jars mm-hmm. and and put things up so that they keep longer and that sort of thing. And then have them sell it to the neighbors so they learn about commerce. There's all of these things that you can teach the kids that are so much fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think learning the in the imports and exports of turkey is a real waste of time because <laughs> you know it's like. you're going to look that stuff up, okay? Right. And so, and it's going to change. So teach them the real basic things that they can go forward, give them good math and, you know, so they've got good math skills and that critical thinking to be able to spot things and say, hmm, that doesn't look right. And if it's not right, you've got to stop and figure out why. Right. And ask the questions. Well, I I always talk about how our education system was modeled off the uh, three-tier pressure model which came out of the, are you familiar with this? The Battle of Jenna, right? And they literally used the term, we want mindless, obedient soldiers. Yeah. And that's, that's what we have. So there is no critical thinking. And so they I can think plug this- them into the, the corporate structure, which they own, like BlackRock. Right. Yeah. Right. Sorry. No, I, I think that's absolutely right. And uh, that, that advances their agenda, which is to put us under the centralized, you know, global governance structure that is, you know, marching towards the new world order. But if you have critical thinkers, then they can solve problems. They can, and they're, they're a threat to, to that. So yeah, I think that that's, that's the one thing they don't want to teach you, but it's the one thing that if you have that, you can probably figure most things out. Well, you know, it's like we need the trades back. Mm-hmm. You can't find a plumber and electrician hardly anymore. You get on the waiting list mm-hmm. because they've, they've decimated. Everybody's got to go to college and then be all kinds of woke once they go through that, right? Yeah. And we need people that are mechanics, that are welders, that are... That do stuff. That do stuff. That, no, I think every single person coming out of school should have a skill. 
And then if they want to go on to college, that's great. But you need a skill. And then I I put myself through college. (laughs) I didn't have any help. I worked two to three jobs to get through college all the time because I knew I wasn't going to get any help anywhere else. Right. So you you get a goal and you take responsibility for it. You pay for your own way and not be entitled to anything. Right. And through that, you learn work ethic. Mm-hmm. You learn to be tough so that when mm-hmm. things go wrong, you just get in and say, well, it's a bad day today, but I'm going to knock all the problems down that I can and we'll go back at it again tomorrow. Yeah. I think the other thing you learn that I feel so many people have been robbed of today is you learn a sense of uh, confidence, not in a, I think people don't know the true sense of the word confidence. You know, they often think of it as like a, you know, they, they equate it with something similar to like an arrogance, but really yeah. confidence is having been able to do something and yeah. proving to yourself you could do it so you know you can do it again. And I think that because we talked about entitlement, I think so many people today are literally scared because yes. they have, they don't have the confidence. They don't trust themselves. They don't trust that if, Things weren't mapped out perfectly, you know, according to plan or that, you know, that things didn't go exactly as they envisioned, that they don't have the self-reliance to be able to forge ahead. It's all fear-based. Yeah. And that holds people back from yeah. being their best self. If you have confidence, you can look at a mountain and say, yeah, I think I can take that. Uh-huh. And, right. you know, let me get my hiking boots on or my cowboy boots and we're just going to go ahead and make that trek a minute. Yeah. And, you know, you may fail. People have asked me, you know, have you failed? Because I, I, you know, I own a lot of businesses. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, of course I fail. <laughs> Everybody yeah. fails. It's like, if you're not, if you're not doing anything, then you probably don't fail. Right, right. If you're doing something, you're going to fail and you're going to learn from those Especially failures. in business. <laughs> yeah, you're going to learn from, and you don't see them as a failure. You see them as a teaching, a teaching opportunity. And yeah. say, well, that didn't work out so well. I'm going to do this a little different next time. And maybe that will come back later that we'll, I'll be able to work with that later. It may even be just a timing thing. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, timing is really kind of everything, I feel like. Yeah. Nothing's really lost. No. So. Yeah. And that that is interesting, too, when you think of nothing being lost. Because I, I look at that with my own life, but I look at all these things that seem so unrelated. Yeah. And then you see how they build on each other. Yeah. And I was like, oh, wait. So that wasn't a complete waste of time or... Well, your yeah. story is amazing. Oh, thank you. You have a wonderful, a wonderful story of overcoming. Thank you. And, you know, and, and taking, taking these things that some people would feel sorry for themselves. Mm-hmm. And you just, you just jumped, jumped forward and said, you know, I'm going <laughs> to use this to inspire others. And it's a wonderful, wonderful yeah. way of looking. You're not a victim. No. You don't have anything wrong. <laughs> You've got wonderful, you know, a wonderful skill set to, to go forward and you're helping so many people. Thank and you. just just having a great testimony and and that's 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 a that's a beautiful way to live your life. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, no, I, I, I see myself as really lucky. I mean, life is such a beautiful gift, and I think we all have our challenges. You know, so I think uh, they, they did a study where people were, you know, they all had their great odds that were stacked against them, and they offered people the opportunity, if you could, in you know, a hypothetical realm, if you could trade with somebody else for their challenge, would you? And... A hundred percent of them, in every time they did this, this study, they all said they would take their own. And it's interesting because I think people, for you, you're, I, I've heard and I, I, I've now been told this is actually not in the Bible, but I know the saying that God gives you what you can handle, yeah. you know, and, uh, 
I think that there's a lot of truth in that, that people are given the challenge, but for them, their challenge is really the greatest. I mean, it's, it's a great teaching opportunity. It is, but for somebody else, like they, that challenge might not be such a big deal or it might be way too much for them. You know, that, that's your path to walk. Yeah. But we're all dealt. I always use it like a, like a deck, like a hand of cards. You know, you're, you were all given a deck and, uh, you know, a hand to play and you make the most of that hand and you can either fold or, do your best with that hand. And yeah. so, and we have to, and nobody's going to have a perfect hand. So, no, and it, it, it teaches us, teaches yes. you resilience. If you had a perfect, I do horse rescue. Okay. And, uh, I would rather work with rescues than a perfect horse because okay. they, a lot of them have been abused really badly. And horses are the most like people of any animal. They're I don't know incredible. You know yeah. So I've They're got beautiful. a couple of them that were really abused very, very badly. Yeah. And I've got, uh, wonderful stories of how how they came to learn to trust again. So we have one who was tied up in the rafters for a day and a half, and when we got him, his face was paralyzed, and he would just stand and weave back and forth, terrified. And he's got all of the paralysis is gone now, and and he's so gentle, and he comes up. He's real timid, but not timid like he's afraid, but he's just very unassuming and cuddly. And we call him Bunny Pony because he's... He's so, he's so gentle. Right. And then we had another one who I tried to buy this horse for a while because I, I had some suspicions that things weren't going well. Mm -hmm. And so I finally was able to buy him and we went and got him and he was in about 12 inches of, of manure in a very small stall. And this is in the eighties. Horses are herd animals. They have to be together. Yeah. And he was by himself. He couldn't see the sun. He couldn't see outside. Nobody really did anything. His legs were swollen to twice the size. He couldn't go to the bathroom. We had to have a vet come and help him. And he screamed for three months in the barn. And wow. I would go there every night and, and I'd take him out and put his halter on him. He's just be sweating. He was so traumatized. And I would take him and I'd take him all the way down the barn and he'd sniff everybody's noses and see that they were okay. And I'd look at the other horses. They're looking at him going, what's wrong with you, buddy? This is like heaven here. You know, this is a great <laughs> place. And I'd walk him down and so that he'd see his friends. And there are two of them that had been really abused became really good friends and they helped each other. Aww. So put him back in a stall. And then after about 10 minutes, he'd just be like, like this screaming, we'd go do it again. And finally, after three months, I decided you're a faker. Today is the day that we're done with this. So I put him out in his run. We have Dutch doors. So I just stood in the Dutch door like this. And I just stood there and I planted myself and he came up to me and he, he wanted to get close, but he was, you never see a horse do that where they're like, they're yeah. He did that for a while, and I just I just planted it. I'm like, he's either going to drag me into the stall, and we'll come to terms there, or, or we're going to come to terms with this. I, I I had a pretty good idea he was going to give up his his fear, and so he finally he came over, and all of a sudden he got real close to me, about you know inches away, and he 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 just was like, and he got real close, and he looked in my eye for maybe a minute, maybe more, and then all of a sudden he went. And he put his head on my chest. He, he just, he laid, wow. I lost my microphone here. Sorry. Oh, no. um, he laid his, uh, let's see if I get this back on. Okay. Uh, I don't know how to work this. Yeah, you can just slip it on there. Yeah. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so, yeah. So anyhow, he, he, uh, he looked at me and it was about a minute, minute and a half. And then all of a sudden he went, oh, and he laid his head on my chest. His full head, he just went, oh, like that. 
And he never bit, he never kicked, because he would bite, he would try to, oh yeah, he would try to bite and kick you. Wow. And he never bit, he never kicked again. And we put all of our new riders on him. You can ride him with a halter or a hackamore mm -hmm. because he's got it in his mind now to rescue those people that are afraid of horses. Oh, so wow. it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, that is beautiful. Yeah. I know uh, equine therapy yeah. is really powerful. Yeah, I'm yeah. writing a curriculum for it right now. And I have a, I have a special needs daughter that I okay. adopted. And then I've got one of my friends has got a Down syndrome grandson. And so to see how kids work around them and understand, you know, the first thing you have to teach is respect and respect that animal because they have the same feelings that we do. Yeah. And if you can take that with animals and show it to people, we all have the same feelings. Right. And if you if you sit back and watch each other as an observer and helper yeah. instead of somebody that's there for to do things for you, right. you should look at it. How do I help these people? Right. And then just like horses or animals. Yeah. Um, yeah, horses really communicate. I, I used to horseback ride as a kid and I was a jumper and they, you know, a lot of times people think that they're being either mean or they're being, uh, but a lot of times when they, when they buck or when they throw you off because they're scared. They're afraid. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're a herd animal. It's fight, fly or, uh, fight or fight flight. Or flight. Yeah. And so when, people will say, horses don't like me. And I'm like, no, they don't not like you. Let me right. tell you what they're doing. You're, you're afraid and they're picking up they're on your fear yep. and they're going, what are we supposed to be afraid of? Because they see you as part of their herd that you're mm -hmm. telling them that there's a threat. Right. Even if there's, there's no threat at all. Right. And they're not plotting your evil demise. That's <laughs> right, not what right. they That's do. That's not what's no. going on. Yeah. No, they're looking at you going, if you just sit here for a minute, you know, let's go, let's go sit out and look at the grass for a while. Cause that's real. They really want, they just want to eat. Right. Right. <laughs> Pretty simple. Pretty simple. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Pretty simple. They yeah. love to ride too. They, a horse will get, um, uh, a horse hit gets more confidence with a rider on their back. Some people say, well, do they feel bad about being ridden? I'm like, horses love going for rides mm -hmm. because the rider is gives them the confidence to do things that they would never do on their own. So if they trust the rider, yeah, if they trust the rider, mm -hmm. then you'll go on all kinds of adventures and they can't wait for you to get on them. And it's like, eh, it's okay with mom up here and everything is great. Then they can be out looking around, having a great time because they know mom will protect them. Interesting. I never thought of it that way. Oh, they love it. I, I mean, I, I knew they liked it, but I didn't know that that was why. That's really interesting. Yeah, we're their safety. Huh. That's fascinating. I, I guess... Well, in a lot of ways, we are because they're, they're definitely are domesticated. Yeah, so yeah. that's that's so interesting. Yeah, there's so much I think humans can learn about that, learn from that. You should come and visit. I come would love visit. to. I've got a place to stay for you. you can come and visit, and we'll go play with horses. For I a would few love days. it. That would be fun. And the chickens. Yes, and the chickens <laughs> for sure. Well. Uh, this has been fascinating. Do you have anything else? Definitely talk about your, so you're still fighting for your race. I do want to leave people with, is there anything people can do to help yeah, you? Yeah, well, I got, to, I got kicked off of YouTube, so I created a I network. I understand and that's about that. Brandon, BrandenburgNewsNetwork.com, so you can find me there. Okay. I, I broadcast every Monday through Friday, which I think I'm going to be expanding my times, but from nine until 11. Three. And I've got some wonderful people that are on that talk about whatever I like. I just thought, 
people have a voice yes. because all of us have been silenced. And so, so that's so what true. I do. I write every word on Telegram. So it's at Brandenburg, the number four MI. So you come on there and see what's, what's yeah. Donna tearing apart now. I throw <laughs> a lot of financial things out there. And when people Great. do things wrong mm -hmm. I and or when they do things right, but I like to bring the truth out when nobody else will talk about it. So you can find me that way. Yeah, awesome. Well, thank you so much. I give you my phone number too, and you can throw that out on your network too if you want, because okay. I actually do put my, my phone numbers out public all the time. So, okay. And so, you know, that's easy. All right. Well, thank you. Yeah. Well, well, and go find her. We'll put all the links and we'll put the number. And thank you so much for watching. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.